the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah. Today, I'd like to ask you, why should Christians care about the Holocaust? It was over 70 years ago. Stay and listen as we look at Yom HaShoah. It's commemorated around the world this past Thursday and all throughout the week. Let's begin with a time of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King. O Lord, let us follow you in everything we do. Let us praise your name. In everything we do, let us never be silent about you, Lord. Let us never forget that you have given us a responsibility. Oh, Lord, we pray in the name of Yeshua that you would be glorified by this teaching and you would be glorified by those who are listening to it and you would be glorified this day because our heart is for you, Lord. We bless you, we thank you, and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen and amen. Well, today is the March of Remembrance, and I'm asking you to attend. It's this afternoon, so it doesn't conflict with church. The purpose of this march is to remind people to never forget, never forget the Holocaust, support Israel, stand against acts of genocide all around the world, raise awareness of the dangers of remaining silent, and motivate people to pray for the United States, for Israel, and for the world. Look, we're meeting at 4 p.m. at the Florida Holocaust Museum in St. Pete. Come, bring your churches, make large signs that say, never forget, and walk with us. We're meeting, as I said, at 4 o'clock. We're going to begin walking at 4.30. Or if you can't come and walk, meet us at North Stroud Park. That's just below the Vinoy. 
for music and inspirational speakers. We'll begin this portion at 5 p.m. Then after our program, we'll walk back to the Holocaust Museum. Normally, each week, I would demonstrate counting the Omer. Uh, But, you know, there's so much to talk about concerning the Holocaust and Yom HaShoah that because of time, let me just say this. If you would like to count the Omer, uh, we have a link that you can click on and you can get it on your phone or in your computer. So if you call Karen at 813-831-5673, she will email you that link. So as I mentioned today, we're talking about Yom HaShoah, the day of the Holocaust. Let's start at the beginning. What is the Holocaust? Now, the Holocaust is a term taken from the burnt sacrifice that was offered in the temple and that was totally consumed. And it refers to the systematic slaughter of six million Jews by Adolf Hitler and the Nazis during the period of World War II. Jews at times refer to this as Shoah, meaning terrible catastrophe or a, a tempest. The actual day of remembrance for Yom HaShoah is the 27th of Nisan this past Thursday. More than ever, people around the world have said the Holocaust never happened. I pray that there will be no one with any doubts that you, and you'll see why this day is so important for Christians as well. The three main themes of this commemoration is number one, never forget. Number two, never again. And number three, never be silent. The Holocaust began in 1933 when Adolf Hitler came to power in Germany and ended in 1945 when Nazis were defeated by the Allied powers. Okay, and in a, the Jews and, and who were killed were not the only ones. Nazis targeted gypsies, homosexuals, Jehovah's Witnesses, and disabled people. They were all persecuted. Anyone who resisted the Nazis were also sent to forced labor or murdered. The Nazis used the term the final solution to refer to their plan to murder the Jewish people. How is that for demonic trying to prove God is not alive. Because he said, as long as the sun and and moon and stars are there, Israel will be a nation before me forever. It is estimated that 11 11 million people were killed during the Holocaust. Six million of those were Jews. In fact, two-thirds of all Jews living in Europe were killed. An estimated 1.1 million children were murdered in the Holocaust. Oh, just thinking about it sends, uh, it's just more than you can think about. On April 1st, 1933, the Nazis instigated their first action against German Jews by announcing a boycott of all Jewish-run businesses. This is why boycotts are so dangerous, and they are the beginning of something that sometimes people mean well by, but 
and, and, and to bring this closer to home, remember a few years ago when some of the mayors of our cities wanted to boycott Chick-fil-A because of their support for pro-life? This is not so far away when we think about how this began. The Nuremberg Laws, issued in 1935, began to exclude Jews from public life. They were stripped of citizenship. They were not allowed to marry. And they were not allowed to date uh, Germans that were not Jews. Over the next few years... They were not allowed to go to parks. They were fired from civil service jobs. Uh, There was a registry made um, of Jews and their property, and they prevented Jewish doctors from working on anybody other than Jewish patients. In 1938, Nazis incited something called Kristallnacht, the Night of the Broken Glass. And this night of violence included pillaging and burning of synagogues, breaking windows of Jewish-owned businesses, and looting the stores. And many Jewish people were physically attacked. Also, approximately 30,000 Jews were arrested and sent to concentration camps. After World War II started in 1939, the Nazis began ordering the Jews to wear a yellow Star of David on their clothing so that Jews could be easily recognized and targeted. My mother had to wear one. In the early years of the Nazi occupation, she decided not to wear one one day, and a, one of the Nazi Nazis caught her. And I, I, I can't tell you the whole story, but if she hadn't been so pretty... She probably would have been killed on the spot by the Nazi who stopped her. It's a much longer story. Ask me sometime when you meet me. (laughs) Although many people refer to all Nazi camps as concentration camps, there were actually a number of different kinds of camps, including extermination camps, labor camps, prisoner of war camps. At a number of Nazi concentration camps, Nazi doctors conducted ugly medical experiments on prisoners against their will. One of the examples was somebody who lived here just until very recently, passed away in the past six months, Germaine Pitchin, who lived in Clearwater. And, and, and she was born in Greece, and at age 15, her mother and, and five sisters were herded into a boxcar for Auschwitz. Only she survived the death camp. And kept alive for medical experiments, um, electric shocks, and and different things. Uh, She was sterilized. uh, She was supposed to be sterilized with the notorious Dr. Joseph Mengele, who is called the Angel of Death. And Mengele said uh, to um, the doctor who was there, an elderly Jewish surgeon, after he had taken out uh, one of her ovary, um, the, uh, said, stitch her up and, and uh, take care of the other one. Remove the other one. Because he had to leave because there was an air raid going on at that time. But the Jewish surgeon stitched her up saying, name your first son after me. And so she did. And so his name is Saul Pitchin. 
And he is head of the pregnancy centers now called New Life Solutions. And he is a Jewish believer in Yeshua who saves babies. You know, God can use all things for good, can't he? While concentration camps were meant to work and starve prisoners to death, extermination camps, also known as death camps, were built solely for the purpose of killing large groups of people quickly and efficiently. Prisoners transported to these extermination camps were told to undress, take a shower, and rather than a shower, the prisoners were herded into gas chambers and killed. Auschwitz was the largest concentration and extermination camp built. It is, it, it, it's estimated that 1.1 million people were killed just there at Auschwitz. Some people spoke out and others tried to do something. Schindler was considered by Jewish people as a righteous Gentile. At Yad Vashem, Israel's national Holocaust memorial, close to 15,000 persons have been identified and honored under a program created in 1963 called the Righteous Among the Nations, People Who Help Jews. Another example of this was Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a German pastor who in 1940 published a prayer book. It was a passionate declaration of the importance of the Old Testament to Christianity and to the church, and it was a bold, scholarly rebuke to Nazi efforts to undermine anything of Jewish origin. It further claimed that Christian Christianity was unavoidably Jewish, that the Old Testament is not superseded by the New Testament, but is inextricably linked with it, and that Jesus was unavoidably Jewish. Unfortunately, Dietrich Bonhoeffer died in a concentration camp just before they liberated it. However, the history of the church and the Jew has not always been a very positive one. Martin Luther's ministry started positive. He said in the beginning of his ministry, the Jews are blood relations of our Lord. If it were proper to boast of flesh and blood, the Jews belong more to Christ than we. I beg, therefore, my dear Papist, if you become tired of abusing me as a heretic, then you begin to revile me as a Jew. Now, at the end, unfortunately, of his ministry... It, it got ugly. He said, what shall we Christians do with this rejected and condemned people, the Jews? Since they live among us, we dare not tolerate their conduct. Now that we are aware of their lying and reviling and their blaspheming. And then later on, it says, here are some things. Ve- vengeance a thousand times worse than we could wish them already has them by the throat. I shall give you my sincere advice. Now, this is abbreviated, but these are his words. First, set fire to their synagogues, schools, and bury and cover with dirt whatever will not burn, so that no man will ever see a stone or cinder of them. Second, I advise that their houses also be razed and destroyed. Third, I advise that their prayer group uh, prayer books and Talmudic writings, which such idolatry, lies, cursing, and blasphemy are taught, 
be taken from them. Fourth, I advise that their rabbis be forbidden to teach. Otherwise, they would be killed. Fifth, I advise that safe conduct on the highways be abolished completely for the Jews. For they have no business in the countryside since they are not lords, officials, tradesmen, or the like. Let them stay at home. Sixth, I advise that usury be prohibited to them, and that all cash and treasure of silver and gold be taken from them and put aside for safekeeping. Now, I know this is very hard to hear. It's hard for me to even read this stuff. But, look, God wants us to learn from everything. And so, what should we do? What should we do? We should learn from the Holocaust and those words which inspired anti-Semitism. In fact, Hitler even quoted Martin Luther for some of the things he did. So, what should we learn? It could happen again if we forget. We're living in an age where it can happen again. It might look different, might have different people, but we need to not forget. Number two, it could happen again if people of God do nothing to stop injustice. We are so comfortable in this country, and we are the quiet majority And we need to be involved in making our country better and accountable. Are you praying? Are you involved in the political process? Are you an active part of groups that create pressure for those in our country in order to do the right thing? Three, we need to forgive. We cannot walk around bitter and angry. Number four, our words could also one day be used to inspire violence and hatred unless we choose our words carefully and only speak those things that are of God. Recently, I heard a message given by a very famous and influential pastor. Though I believe and hope that he didn't have bad intentions, his theology and what he said in his message left me and other Messianic rabbis to believe he was suggesting replacement theology. This idea teaches that the church replaced the Jews as God's chosen and has other ramifications. Besides that I believe it is wrong, it potentially is also a way to spark another anti-Semitic attitude, and much further down the road could have Christians see Jews as the enemy. Later on this year, I'll do a teaching on this, but for now, please understand that even when people don't mean to be bad or do bad things, we have to be very careful as to what we say and how we say it in order to not lead people in doing and saying things that could be very harmful. And that is why I have not mentioned the pastor's name. What should we learn from the Holocaust? Here are four quick thoughts. Number one, we need to have an attitude of blessing at all times. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Number two, we should learn. 
not to be ruled by the past. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and Messiah Yeshua. The third thing we are to learn is to forgive. Mark eleven twenty five says, And when you, wherever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, Forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. And four, we are to respond. We are to be active. You know, Edmund Burke said, All that is necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. We see in James 2 that it says, "Without um, Faith without works is dead. And we read every year at this time from Martin Niemöller, a pastor in the German confessing church, who spent eight and a half years in a concentration camp. He did get out, by the way. And he said, first, they came for the communists, and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. They came for the trade unionists, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. And Eli Wiesel said, for the dead and the living... We must bear witness. We, we, where we can act, we can write letters, we can do emails and legal protesting and, and get involved with the Congress and the president and the school boards and, and politics, give finances, pray. Look, as we close this message today, I want you to understand that to do nothing and to say nothing is not an option. And we are to be responsible. The three main themes, remember, is to number one, never forget. Number two, never again. Number three, never be silent. So that's what today is all about. And our commemoration of this day is not one of anger, But it's one of awakening. We must be on guard so that this does not happen to us. We must not be silent and seek to those uh, among the world that are suffering from oppression and worse. As much as we can do, let us be vigilant to stop abortions, which have been a holocaust in the United States and around the world. If you have been touched by this program, come out today. And be an example of one who never forgets, one who says never again, and one who says, I will not be silent. Bring a sign. This is the March of Remembrance. Meet us at the Holocaust Museum in St. Pete at 4, 4 p.m. this afternoon. Bring your churches, make signs, walk with us, be in unity with us. If you can't walk then come to North Stroud Park and be there for music and inspirational speakers and and, and be there at 5 we'll begin. Then after the program, we'll walk back to the Holocaust Museum. 
If you feel this program is valuable to you, and uh, look, just what I can say is come today. Next week, we discuss Israel's modern history as we celebrate Israel's Independence Day. Happy birthday, year 70. Out of the ashes comes Israel. What a blessing. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, and may I see you this afternoon. Introduce yourself to me. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.